Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of EO Fire and welcome to Master Leadership. Great leaders ask great questions and this podcast takes you on a journey to master leadership with questions that matter to leaders who matter with your host, Lily Sinabria. Hi, this is Lily, and welcome to Master Leadership Through Crisis series, where we will connect with leaders worldwide to gain insights on important questions to help us navigate these rough waters. If you would like to participate as a guest, or if you have a question that you would like to ask, go to masterleadership.org forward slash podcast. That's masterleadership.org forward slash podcast for more information. Today we are speaking with Laura Campbell. As the Director of Education at the Long Island Crisis Center, Laura has supported many Long Island schools presenting workshops for students on suicide prevention, understanding self-injury, bullying, and mental health. She works with students and schools in crisis, as well as responding to several hotlines. After being certified by Dr. John Maxwell as a leadership coach, trainer, and speaker, she traveled with him on mission trips and shared the stage with John himself. Today, she still works with students, but also helps parents and those who work with youth to develop their leadership. She is currently facilitating an online parenting program, Fearless Parenting. Laura feels that we all play a role in leading this generation and believes it's time to do better. Welcome, Laura Campbell. How are you? Thank you, Lily. I'm very excited to be here. Finally get to spend some time with you on your awesome podcast. So thank you. Well, you know, I'm thrilled to have you because I've been asking you for how long? A long time. (laughs) (laughs) You've had amazing guests, though. I mean, amazing. Well, yeah, even back then you were amazing and I saw it and I wanted you on, but I'm thankful that you're on now. So we're so happy to have you. Are you ready to pour into our listeners? Thank you. Yes, I am. All right. So Laura, tell us a bit about your path to leadership and what you're doing now. Well, my path to leadership came much later in my life, as you know, after a career in banking for about 13 years. I was vice president of a bank in New York City for private banking and then left that position, took a leave to be a parent. And I did that for a while and I started volunteering. After that, I went back to college because I chose not to go back to banking. So switched my career, became a crisis counselor, have been working for a crisis center for 12 years now. And it was through that work that I began to see so many people struggling and so many students specifically struggling. And I began to notice like, how come there are certain students that look at crisis as an opportunity to thrive, as a challenge? But then there were other students that waved the white flag very quickly and would feel like the situation was bigger than them and they didn't know how 
to get through it. And so they would just stuff it down or stop feeling or self-medicate. And what I began to see is that some students were leaders. Mm. And that is where my journey began, right? Into leadership. And really in a way that I can help youth become leaders, what I realized was I had to become a leader first. And that's when my research took me to the John Maxwell team. And that's where I met you as a colleague and a student of leadership your whole life. And that's where my journey took me. So when I was in banking, there were a lot of positional leaders. And as a vice president, I was considered a positional leader. But was I a good leader? Were other people good leaders that had titles? Not necessarily. Hmm. And where I am now, I am still a director at the Crisis Center. I am also a coach, speaker, and trainer with the John Maxwell team, so I'm a life coach. I also am running a parenting group currently. It's a three-month program. It's called Fearless Parenting, and it's to help parents connect to the youth in their lives, their students, their children, nieces, nephews, all youth that may be in their life. Wow, Laura, your journey is amazing. You say your journey began during the crisis center when you started there. I say it began a lot sooner than that. You were being groomed and pruned, right? Because we're not in that awareness, but that's what was happening. And one of the many amazing things about you is as you worked with all these students, as you continue to work with all these students, and sometimes you're in tough situations and you have to have tough conversations, you always remain so positive and your heart just bleeds for the youth. And I love, love, love that about you so much so that I even had you as a coach for my son. I pick people who influence my son very carefully and you were certainly one of the most amazing individuals I know and one of the most amazing leaders. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate what you're doing. So fearless parenting, how can we become part of that? Well, first of all, thank you for trusting me with your son because he is amazing. And I enjoyed that probably more than, than you know. So that meant a lot to me. Fearless Parenting is a program I am in the middle of right now. And when this program ends, it will run again in October. I do have a waiting list out there for people that want more information that I can give you or we can post. But, you know, Lily, I know that you, with what you do, with your work, you've had to get degrees as I have. You've had to get certifications as I have. You've needed professional development. You've gone to conferences. We all do this for the work that we do in the outside world. But the most important work we'll ever do as parents is raising our children. And we don't often put much time into that. Mm. So Fearless Parenting was created when the National Institutes on Health in March declared that now one in three youth in the United States will be diagnosed with an anxiety disorder. And when I heard that, I said, that's it. I'm creating a program. I was helping parents anyway. I was facilitating workshops and trainings for parents. And I thought, 
without helping the parents, we cannot help our youth. No matter how much I work with a young person, whether I'm in a school or privately, without their parents' growth, development, and influence, it's not going to reach its highest and greatest potential. And I'm with you. I love the parenting piece. And my focus is the administrators and the leadership in the school districts where we influence our youth. And I love that vision that you have. Now, where can we connect with you? I have a Facebook page called Be an Influencer for Youth. And it's an amazing group of people. There are about 450 of us. And you'll find many school administrators, teachers, parents, anyone who influences youth. And of course, as we know, everyone influences youth in some way, shape or form, you do that, right? Whether it's your children, whether it's your students, whether it's your neighbor's children, whether it's your nieces or nephews, we influence them. It's a matter of how we influence them. The Fearless Parenting link I could post. It's just Fearless Parenting, Laura Campbell. It's a Kajabi waitlist. My business page is infinitygrowthanddevelopment.com. So you can reach me there. My email is laura at infinitygrowthanddevelopment.com. I do spend a lot of time in that influencer Facebook page because I really just want to remind people almost every day that you are influencing youth and this generation is the highest diagnosed generation in history when it comes to mental health. So they need us. We need to lead them well. And in order to do that, we have to become the leader that can lead them well. Which is why you're doing that. And I so appreciate this. Now, at the time of this interview, we're hopefully on the tail end of COVID-19 pandemic. I don't know. But how has that affected you, your organization, your family? Oh, well, for the organization that I work for, you know, we were a crisis center. So we had over 100 volunteers that were trained counselors that had to be suspended, right? We couldn't have them coming in and out anymore. So we went totally remote while answering five major hotlines 24 seven by paid staff members. So it was a little bit wild. Nobody was prepared for this. When I left the office, I remember our executive director said, oh, Laura, just take what you need for two weeks. You know, and that's what we thought. We thought two weeks, That's right. Right? That's right? And life has never been the same. Don't know if it ever will be. Not that that's a bad thing, right? But it's changed quickly. And I think for students, especially, that's been difficult. For parents, it's been difficult because a crisis magnifies whatever was already happening in our life. So if this generation was already anxious, which we knew, now they're more anxious. If parents were already stressed, now they're more stressed. And everybody suddenly without warning is now working remotely. So that changed a lot with the work I do. My workshops became virtual very quickly. I was addressing faculty and staff of schools and parents and students through Zoom which many teachers didn't even know how to use. So I was helping them do that as well. How it affected 
me with my business when it comes to coaching and leadership, I saw a rise in coaching clients. So that started to happen quickly. And Fearless Parenting was born during COVID, right? When COVID happened and anxiety went to one in three students, I dropped everything. And I said, the time is now. I have to stop saying I don't have the time to do this. I knew a year or so ago that I wanted to do a program for parents. My own parenting journey was a journey that I learned a lot from that I wanted to share. Mm -hmm. And I always said, if I came out of that in a good way and my child did, I never wanted parents to struggle alone. And so this group is so unique because they are parents that want to grow as people and parents that want to do better, that want to learn more. And you know, those are my people, (laughs) the people that want to learn more to do more. That's it. Like that's that's who I would love to spend all of my time with. So it's amazing. And they support each other. So there's been bonding going on within the group. So it's been amazing how it's affected my family. I have a son in Vermont and I have a daughter in Charleston. So, you know, I've had limited ability to see them. So it's been doing Zoom with them and trying to get creative and traveling when I could. When it was high numbers for us, it was low numbers for the Charleston area. So I was able to work remotely and go see my daughter, which was a blessing. I'm trying to look for the blessings and what we can take from this because I know there are lessons in here. Yeah. You said many things, but one of the things that's really important too that I connected with is how the group of parents are coming together. And that speaks to how we need people in our lives. And it's important to create that inner circle, right? Because we can't do this alone. In fact, you're one of my peeps and I'm one of yours. We call each other. And I love that because sometimes we get stuck and we can't do this alone. And I love the title Fearless Parenting because It doesn't mean really that fear doesn't exist or isn't there, but we won't let that stop us from being the people that we need to be and the parents we need to be. Yes. And I think, you know, Lily, there is such a fine line between fear and love. And there were times when I was going through my own parenting situation with my son that I would have bet anything that I was coming from love, but I wasn't. I was coming from fear. And when we love someone so much, it's a very fine line between love and fear. But when we come from fear, we're not thinking our best. We're not logical, you know, and it's more for us in a sense. Did I want my son to change some things, to be living a better, healthier lifestyle? Yes. But did I also want it for me too? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So I could sleep better. Right. I was coming from fear, but you know, fear is so clever because Mm -hmm. it disguises itself sometimes as love. You know, and so often we need help to distinguish between those. And this is why your work in fearless parenting is so important. Thank you so much. Hey leaders, stay tuned for the rest of the interview following this brief message. If you want to find, claim, develop, and expand your voice in order to land that job, those clients, 
or that partner, then Master Your Swag podcast is for you. You don't have to have expert credentials to be featured, and you can select from several plans that can perfectly match your needs. Go to MasterYourSwag.com and claim your spot as a guest and be ready to get noticed. Now, what quotes, advice, or practice has helped you most during crisis? One of John Maxwell's quotes has been very alive in my mind, and that's the one that says, change is inevitable, but growth is optional. Yes. And it reminds me that without change, there is no growth, right? Without change, we're staying in our comfort zones. We're in here. And all growth is outside of here. I keep remembering that and looking at this as maybe this had to happen for other reasons. You know, I work hard at figuring those out. I am seeing schools get creative right now. And I don't know when the last time was that there was any kind of real change in education. Until now, right. And now because of force, there's going to be change in education. And maybe, just maybe, this will be more in tune with this generation's way of learning right? Every other business has pivoted and made several changes with technology and in the past number of years. Education really hasn't changed that much. So I'm looking at this as a way to pull, extract the goodness. You know, what can we do better? That's certainly true. People are shifting. Thoughts are shifting. Thinking is shifting. And I think there's an uptick in people wanting to grow. I could be wrong. We'll see. So Laura, as a lifelong learner, what is it that you're learning right now? Honestly, I'm learning a lot about myself right now. I know that the way to help others is through helping ourselves. And I've talked a lot about self-care in a lot of trainings and in a lot of work that I've done. I'm not going to say I was the best at practicing it, but I'm learning now that I need to make time for that. I've had a lot of conversations about self-care, especially in education. It's not in our awareness that Mm -hmm. that's super important. It's putting that oxygen mask on before you can help other people. So I'm glad you're working on that and you continue to, and I'm glad you hold me accountable too, because we always talk about this, right? So Laura is my go-to person when I reach a goal And she helps me to celebrate because I plow through things. And I love that. I'll just tell her and she makes sure that I celebrate. So make sure you celebrate milestones, right? That's important. Yes. I'm good at celebrating things. I do take (laughs) I love to do it. And you know, I think part of the reason I love to celebrate so much is my awareness that everything is temporary. And by working with people in crisis, I see that life isn't always something to woohoo about, right? Sometimes there are tough times we have to get through. So when there's a time to celebrate, I love that because it reminds us that life just kind of goes like this. And it's okay that sometimes we have tough times when we celebrate the other times, right? Right. It's just ebb and flow. It's that saying, this too shall pass, right? Mm -hmm. We often look at that when things are hard, Mm-hmm. But when things are going well, we have to remember this too shall pass. And we do need to remember to celebrate. 
So I love who you are in my life because you hold me accountable to that. You help me to celebrate. And we've had some really good times. Yes, oh, <laughs> we really have. And I love you in my life because you're such a great go-to person for me. And that inner circle is really an important piece. And I never knew about the inner circle, Lily. I used to think that everyone would have my best interest at heart and that I can help everyone. And it wasn't until I learned the law of the inner circle that I started to really maximize my growth by having that small group of people that I could share my dreams and my goals and everything that I hope for in my lifetime. And they would help me to achieve it. And they're carefully selected people. Very. Yes. So Laura, when you think of leadership today, what most concerns you and what are you most hopeful about? Right now, what most concerns me is the mental health of our youth. That concerns me, the leaders in their lives, right? And when we talk about carefully selected, if you are an influencer of youth, if you are a teacher, a parent, an administrator, a Girl Scout leader, a Boy Scout leader in any way, please recognize that you are a leader. If you are a teacher, you are a leader. And there are so many people in positions of influence that do not recognize themselves as leaders. And if we don't recognize ourselves as a leader, we will not think like a leader, we will not act like a leader, and we cannot create more leaders because only leaders can create leaders. So that is one of my concerns with leadership today in the way of those that influence youth. What I'm hopeful about is the spotlight has begun to shine a little bit on mental health and empathy. And so that is something I'm hopeful about that people are now recognizing the importance of mental health and that without mental health, there is no health, right? Nothing matters. It doesn't matter what grades your child is getting in school. It doesn't matter what college they go to or graduate from. It doesn't matter who's in their network because without mental health, they will not be able to reach their fullest and greatest potential. Really? So now that we're kind of more aware of that, that gives me hope. Doing that equips them for the rest of their lives in whatever situation. I 100% agree, but we have to practice it to teach it. Absolutely. And so when I talk to teachers specifically about social emotional learning, when I put up the slide and I say, okay, so is this familiar to everyone? Yes, it's familiar in the way of this is what we teach. I'm gonna ask you now to look at it in, is this what I practice? How do you fit into this, right? Because, you know, another thing John says that I agree with so much and I keep floating in my mind is that we can teach what we know, but we produce who we are. That's right. And so when you believe in social emotional learning, when you believe in the power of their mental health, then you will exude it in everything you do, whether you're teaching math, science, English, or health. If that is one of your beliefs and something you're passionate about, it will come out. 
I love that. And it also comes out in educators when you start to explore that area, because what tends to happen is we have really, really creative people that go into education and then we suck the creativity out of them and it becomes something different. Bringing the awareness back to mental health, to social emotional development, to leadership is the life work, the heart work that matters. So thank you so much for that. Now, we have an option here. You can either respond to a question from a former guest, or you can share a challenge, a struggle, or a failure that you learned from. I'd love to try to respond to a question. Let's do that. <laughs> I love the risk taker in you. I knew you would do that. <laughs> okay, so here's one from Dominic Aversa. He wants to know, what are you going to do today to help the world? Oh, I love that question. Okay, well, today I get to spend time with you on your podcast trying to help the world through master leadership, which I think is a phenomenal way to help the world, right? That you take important messages, Lily, and you put them out to people so that they can learn and grow. So that's one way. I will also be coaching some clients today I will also be learning and growing myself. And I really do believe that through learning and growing ourselves, we are helping the world, right? We will now be higher in our awareness. We will have more empathy. You know, we will be growing from the inside out and that helps the world. It's a perfect answer, I think. And it's who you are and it's how you walk. You are someone who absolutely walks the talk. You're so much fun to be around. And even when you challenge, you do it with such love and you do it with authority. So it's a little scary. (laughs) When you challenge me, I can't go back and say, I didn't do it. She's going to get on me. But it's so effective. And I love that about you. So thank you so much for being a part of this. So as a listener of this podcast, what is a question that you would like a future leadership guest to respond to? I would ask them, how do they influence others? What are the ways they influence others? I mean, we influence others through the way we live our lives. So I would ask that question. An excellent question. And I will pose that to future guests. Now, is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners? We've covered a lot. I know that you reach many leaders and my message to them would be to please look at how you influence youth specifically, because I know that the leaders you attract on your podcast, many of them, you know, are high level leaders. And sometimes, you know, we get caught up in our audience, you know, in who are the people that I work with or who are the people that are following me. And we don't always look at how do we influence our youth because that's how we change the world is by helping them because they will be the leaders of tomorrow. So I would hope that the people that listen to your podcast maybe would just give a little bit of thought into if they're high level leaders in business or schools, you know, what can they do to better influence the youth? And that's a perfect way to end our conversation. I want to thank you so much for adding value to me and to our listeners, Laura. 
Well, thank you, Lily. Thank you for everything you do. And, you know, talk about somebody who lives it, you live it. And that's why you're in my inner circle, right? Because there is no room in my world to spend time with people that aren't living it. So thank you for being who you are. I love you. Have a great day. You too. Thank you. In closing, here's a quick message. Coaching is the art of influence that underpins leadership in the 21st century. It is the very thing that can get you from being stuck to being extraordinary. So go to masterleadership.org and sign up to get a free coaching session. Until next time, continue to ignite that leader in you.